This episode of the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast is brought to you by Koros Global. Visit the link in the show notes and use code FITCOOKIENUTRITION at checkout to get a free accessory with any Koros watch purchase. Hey, hey, everybody. Let's get into today's episode of the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast, Fit Cookie Crumbles episode short on treadmill running. Now, um, we talked about cold weather running in my last episode. So if you want to learn more about my tips and tricks and gear recommendations, everything that I use in the tropical warm state of New Hampshire, lots of sarcasm intended, um, make sure you go check out the previous episode because that's where we talk about all those things. Now, if you are running on the treadmill a lot more often, um, despite listening to that episode, and you've decided that running on the treadmill is going to be the best thing for you to do, or you just want to know about treadmill running in general, um, maybe you don't have childcare, and that's one reason why you're on the tread, um, or you're coming back from an injury, or it's not safe where you live and you have a treadmill this is the episode for you. So we're going to get into pros and cons of treadmill running, when it's a good idea to run on the treadmill in the winter, especially, or just in general, um, and a couple recommendations for the treadmill in this short episode. So first off, there's a lot, a lot of, I think like, I don't know if it's, um, derogatory is the right word, but there's a lot of condescending messages on social media that are like, if you run on the treadmill, you're weak, you need to go outside, the treadmill's not as good. And I don't know, those are very privileged messages. <laughs> um, the treadmill is a really great tool. It's a great tool. It's not quite the same as running outside, but if it's keeping you running and it's keeping you safe, I see nothing wrong with the treadmill. So let's talk about when it's a good idea to run on the treadmill first. So if it's icy out, if there are safety issues where you live or it's dark or you just don't have the right gear, if you need to incorporate hills um, and maybe you live in a place that's really flat um, and you need some hill work because you just want to do it or maybe you're training for like a hillier race uh, like the Boston Marathon, for example, and your treadmill can do that for you. Maybe you're traveling and this is going to be your best option while traveling. Maybe it's the opposite of the hills and you need a flat terrain because it's only hilly where you live and you need to just bust out some repeats on flat terrain or maybe you're running a super flat course like the Chicago Marathon, for instance. Maybe you're trying out some new gear and you just don't want to get it dirty. You don't want to expose it to the elements. This is something I'll do often if I'm trying out like a new pair of shoes, um, especially in the winter because I don't want to expose them to like the salt or whatever they're treating the roads with. Maybe you want to try out some new fuel. This is one of my favorite reasons to tell people to use the treadmill as a dietitian. So this is such a great option because you can keep the fuel right in front of you on the treadmill so you don't have to worry about carrying it. Now, if you're going to need to carry it during your race, make sure you practice carrying it. <laughs> but when you're trying out new stuff, <clears throat> it can be really helpful just to keep it in front of you. And if it's cold out too and you don't want it to like freeze on you um, and you just need to get this done and you want to try this fuel, and you don't want to worry about freezing, running on a warm treadmill inside can be helpful. Um, and also, you're going to be, you know, the obvious, you're going to be closer probably to a bathroom in case the fueling plan doesn't go so well, and you need a bathroom. You're also going to be closer to a sink um, if you need to, like, refill a water bottle. Um, 
So that's really helpful as well. And if you're trying to practice pacing, um, that can be really helpful too. So I know for some people, um, they find running on a treadmill to be one way to make sure that they actually go slow on their easy pace because they just don't feel like, you know, they're not, they're not going to let themselves get carried away if the treadmill is literally set to the pace they're supposed to run. Um, and for others too, it can be a really good way to just practice feeling like what a faster pace is like, um, because the treadmill is going to carry you through it a little bit. Um, and again, it's going to make sure you don't overdo it or, you know, underdo it. Um, so practicing pacing can be a really good reason to use the treadmill as well. So a lot of good reasons to use the treadmill. Um, in terms of, you know, pros and cons. So I think the pros of the treadmill are typically that it's safe. Um, it's a way to have a controlled environment if that's something that you feel like you need. Um, it's a way to, you know, kind of let your mind meditate a little bit if you don't want to have to worry about, again, having an uncontrolled environment outside. Um, and it's kind of your me time. It's a way to get your workout in, even if you, you know, can't leave your house for whatever reason, whether it's childcare or safety related issues, whatever we mentioned above, um, or not above, but <laughs> previously. Um, and it also can, again, be a way to practice feeling, hitting your paces, going slow when you're supposed to go slow. Um, time can be convenient. So if you are, you know, running on a treadmill in your own house, it's going to cut out driving to the gym or trying to gear up to go outside. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of pros to the treadmill, <clears throat> the cons to the treadmill. It is going to adjust your gait a little bit. And really this depends on the person. Some people find running on a treadmill, um, to be a lot easier than running outside. Um, and some people actually find it a lot harder, um, whether it's because of a physical, you know, mechanical related issue, or it's just mentally harder for them. Um, and I'm going to go through some tips, of course, to help you mentally with this. If that's the case. Um, and also, again, a lot of treadmills aren't going to quite mimic the outdoor terrain. So they're going to carry you along a little bit, um, which can make the effort feel a little bit easier for the same paces outside. It's Again, it's not a bad thing. It's not like we're not doing work. <laughs> we're still doing work, but um, it's not going to maybe translate perfectly when you go race outside. So if you're practicing your goal marathon pace only on the treadmill, especially if you're not varying the terrain at all on the treadmill, and then you try to go run that same effort um, outside, you may find that the pace slows a little bit because it's just a little harder to run outside physically because there's no belt pulling you along. Um, the treadmill also is going to activate slightly different muscles for some runners um, than if they ran outside. Um, so for some people, it can make them more quad dominant. It can activate the glutes less or the hamstrings. Um, and it can actually you know, activate the calves more, um, for some runners, but you know, it can change the way that you move essentially so that you're just activating slightly different muscles. And again, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it just may not translate perfectly when you go to run outside. And if you do have any imbalances, it can aggravate, um, and cause injuries for some runners. Now I forgot to add to the pros list too. The treadmill is also going to be a softer surface. Um, so it can be a way for some people to get in actually more training on a softer surface 
than running on pavement. That being said, if you only run on pavement and then you go to only running on the treadmill, it's a big terrain difference. I think Shalane Flanagan mentioned this was one of the biggest reasons she felt like she got a sacral stress fracture, um, or I can't remember if it was her sacrum or her back, but it was a stress fracture that she got in the spring because she went from all outside to all treadmill. Um, and then she ended up winning the New York city marathon that fall. So it all worked out for her, but, um, terrain differences. So if you go from all or nothing to either terrain, that's going to be hard for your body to adjust to. So I recommend easing into it if that's the case. Now, Looking at the treadmill, um, I recommend everyone still do their dynamic warm up. Um, you know, still make sure you're warmed up really good. I think it's easy to just like walk into a gym um, or walk, you know, down into your basement or wherever the treadmill is in your house if you have one and just hop right on or not want to risk looking weird and doing weird things in front of other people in the gym. <laughs> but still do your dynamic warm up. So whether you're doing it in a different area first and you're training yourself to go there first. Um, or doing it at home, you know, make sure you're still warming up before you get on the treadmill and make sure you're easing into your paces too. Like don't get on the treadmill and immediately set it to like your easy running pace. Like, you know, ease into it, walk for a couple seconds, then slow jog it, then, you know, warm yourself up manually by increasing the speed. Um, I also recommend, you know, making sure that you body glide. <laughs> Again, if we're inside, we have to think about chafing because we're probably going to sweat a little bit more. And a lot of treadmills are not going to have like a fan or some sort of wind moving mechanism as if you're running through air outside to help cool you off. So for some people that can mean more chafing. So just be cognizant of that. Um, you can even keep body glide with you on the treadmill. So if you feel anything coming on, <laughs> then you can address it immediately, which is pretty cool. I also recommend um, varying the terrain. I hear a lot of messaging out there on the socials that talk about you need to set your treadmill at 1% always to mimic the outdoors. Um, and this is total BS, <laughs> to be honest. Like there's no reason why you need to do that. We need to set the treadmill to mimic what we want it to mimic. So like you're not going to run outside and it's not going to be like a perfect 1% incline the whole way. Like that doesn't, doesn't happen. <laughs> and every treadmill is different. So assuming your treadmill is on a very level flat surface and there's not, you know, slight incline or decline with the floor that it's on, um, which that's a thing, by the way, like there's some treadmills um, in the gym that I used to work at where I'd get on them and be like, wow, this feels so easy today because it's slightly downhill. Um, and it's also not a good thing for your muscles to, you know, to run slightly downhill or slightly uphill the whole time if you're not used to that. Um, and then some, I'm like, this feels harder <laughs> because it's a little bit uphill. So, you know, think about that. Um, but also, you know, if you're doing like a track workout, but you're doing it on the treadmill, like intervals, um, you know, I recommend keeping it zero, like keep it flat, whatever that means um, to you. So if the treadmill is on a flat surface, it's calibrated properly, that's going to mean 0% incline. That's going to mimic the track the best, which is your whole point of doing this workout. So if you're going to do like an easy run and think about your route that you typically do an easy run on, maybe add in some rolling hills. So, and this is one good way to chunk up your time on the treadmill too, which I'll get into. So maybe you do like 2% incline for a minute and then you put it back down to zero 
And then five minutes later, you do like a 3% incline or a 4% incline for 30 seconds. And then you put it back down and then you do a 5% and then a 3%. So they're in some rolling hills <laughs> to make it mimic outdoors a little bit. Um, most treadmills are not going to have a decline feature, which is tough. Um, some of them do, but I still find it difficult to truly run with proper downhill form on a treadmill. And a lot of the times the decline will only go to negative 2%, um, which is limited, obviously. So that's something you can use if you have it. But yeah, try to make it feel like it's outside. If you're supposed to run hills and you're running hills on the treadmill, well, perfect. Run your hill workout accordingly and adjust your pace ne necessarily if needed. Um, and if you're doing a tempo run, so I would think about, all right, what's the tempo supposed to mimic? Like, am I doing goal marathon pace or goal half marathon pace? What's my course going to be like on race day? Let me try to throw in some rolling hills if that's going to exist on race day on the treadmill tempo run so that, you know, I'm not, um, you know, shortcutting myself <laughs> by only running tempos on flat. That gets the same too for outside, you know, try to pick a terrain that's going to match the race day conditions if you can. And looking at, um, you know, this too, it's just going to vary it a little bit for you. Um, especially if you're running like a pretty consistent pace on the treadmill the whole time, which can make it, um, go by a little bit faster. If you're looking forward to changing something in the incline, when it comes to mental stuff <laughs> on the treadmill, um, I'm someone who's run 20 miles on the treadmill before. Um, so I, and I don't know, I did, I did it on a day where it was like beautiful outside. Like there was no reason for me to be running on the treadmill other than I needed to try a new pair of shoes and I didn't want to get them dirty cause it was kind of salty, a little muddy out, but I mean, it was like 60 and sunny. Like it was a beautiful day <laughs> and I ran on the treadmill. Um, so basically I'd gotten on the treadmill to try the shoes and by like mile, I was going to do like an hour and then just switch to outside if I liked the shoes. Um, and by mile like six, I was like, if I get off this treadmill now, I'm mentally, I'm not going to be able to finish my run. So I stayed on the treadmill, which is whew, what a character building run that was, but I can say I did it. <laughs> so, um, mental tricks coming from someone with experience on the treadmill who really doesn't mind it, to be honest. Um, I used to mind it more than I do now. Um, and obviously I still <clears throat> like going outside, but I don't know. It's, it's. It's really, it's really not bad. I don't mind the treadmill at all now. Um, so before we get into my top mental tricks, let's take a sec to hear a word from our sponsor, which is Chorus Global. Hey, everybody. Have you heard from our newest sponsor, Chorus Wearables? Chorus makes GPS watches that help athletes train to be their best. Chorus uses top-of-the-line hardware with innovative technology to provide endurance athletes with the gear that they need. When you use a Chorus product, you know you're getting a tool that has been designed, tested, and perfected for the athlete by the athlete. And speaking of athletes sponsored by Chorus Global, have you heard of Elliot Kipchoge, Des Linden, Emma Bates, Molly Seidel? I mean, come on, you've probably heard of them, and they use Chorus products. Kuros watches allow you to create your own personalized workouts and training plans for running, cycling, swimming, and even strength or core workout at the gym. If you need an extra reminder to properly fuel during your workout, Kuros has you covered with their customizable nutrition alerts. So you can basically have me on your wrist pinging you every 30 to 45 minutes on your runs to remind you to fuel. Pretty cool stuff. Koros users have set world records, 
Elliot Kipchoge, and been to the highest point on earth, pushing their products to the extremes. At Koros, creation and innovation is never-ending. And for Koros, the user is the focus. So if you are looking to try out a new Koros product and you want to be part of the Koros community, you can use code FITCOOKYNUTRITION at checkout to receive a free accessory with your watch purchase. You can use the link that's in the show notes to do this, and you just can pick out whatever accessory that you want on their page and add it to your cart, and you'll get it for free with the code FITCOOKYNUTRITION. I personally switched over to the Koros Apex over a year ago now from my Garmin Forerunner 220, which I also loved, but the Apex is gorgeous. It's probably one of their more simple models, which kind of defines what I look for in a watch. I just want it to be simple, although this one does still have quite a few bells and whistles that I use. Um, And it's honestly super comfortable to wear. It's not too big on your wrist. And the interface is really, really pretty, and the app is easy to use. So again, if you're looking to try out a Coros product, visit the link in the show notes. Use code FITCOOKYNUTRITION at checkout to get a free accessory with your purchase. Now let's get back to today's episode. All right. So first off, I recommend listening to the treadmills, speed and distance and all that good stuff rather than your watch, um, especially considering if the treadmill's calibrated correctly. Your watch is going to usually tell you that you ran a little bit farther and a little bit faster. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so listen to the treadmill. Um, so when it comes to the mental tips, I really recommend a couple things. So first off, understand that running is supposed to be fun. <laughs> so I think I said this in the cold weather episode too. Most of us are not professional athletes listening to this episode. If you are, hello, thanks for coming. But most of us are not professional athletes. Um, So you need to pick the environment that's going to make it the most fun for you. So if that is outside, then you need to figure out how to run outside. (laughs) If it is on the treadmill, um, then you need to figure out how to run on the treadmill in a way that's fun. So I recommend making it fun. So if it's, you know, switching up your workout so that it just keeps your brain really active and focused on what you're doing the whole time, then do that. If you need to do easy miles on the treadmill, trying to find a way to enjoy it by listening to your favorite podcast episode, hello, Um, or doing like guided runs with Peloton, or um, I know Tina Muir does those as well on her podcast, which is called Running For Real. you know, doing guided runs so that there's like a coach in your ear at all times that can be helpful. And also send me a message on Instagram at fit cookie nutrition. And let me know if you want me to do any episodes like that. Cause I totally will. Um, and then also you can, you know, watch your favorite TV show and maybe save it so that you're only allowed to watch it when you are running. Um, I know I listen to my dorky, like Harry Potter themed podcast. Um, and I only listen to them when I'm running and it just, oh, it makes it so fun. You guys, it's like amazing. So if you have like a podcast that you like or a TV show or a movie series or an audio book, you can maybe try only listening to it when you run. And that will make you look forward to your run, even if it's on the treadmill or the dreadmill, as some people call it. Next tip, avoid calling it the dreadmill. <laughs> um, I know this sounds cheesy, but like if you are constantly telling yourself that you're going to hate this treadmill workout or that you're dreading it and it's the dreadmill, then you're just, you're not setting your brain up for a positive space. You're just not setting yourself up for success to enjoy the experience. 
So really try to shift your mindset and try to say, no, no, I get to run on the treadmill today instead of not run at all. And that's awesome. Or I get to watch my favorite TV show, or I don't have to worry about slipping on ice, or I get to run even though my kids are upstairs sleeping. Um, So, you know, try to reframe your thought because it makes a really big difference. Trust me, as someone who moved to the South to get away from the cold, who is now back in New England, training for the Boston Marathon in the winter, (laughs) um, your mindset matters a lot um, and reframing it can help chunk your run. So as humans, psychologically, we tend to do better with things if they are chunked. So what I mean by that, for example, is if you had a list of, you know, 15 names and you had to memorize them, you would do better if you were like, all right, the first five, I just have to remember, you know, that they start with A and F and S and I can kind of memorize them. And then the second five, I can memorize them because I know it's three girls and two boys. And then the the third five, um, I can just memorize because I know they're, they're the only ones left. So chunking things can help. Same thing. If you've got a 16-mile run on the treadmill, that is four four-mile runs. Seems a lot easier that way. Um, or it's a 10-mile run and a 10K. Or you need to figure out how to chunk the actual workout. So maybe you're chunking it by saying every five minutes, I'm going to put in a one-minute hill climb. And I'm going to change the percent each time I climb the hill. Or... Every 30 minutes, you know, I'm going to change from music to a podcast or, you know, chunk it up in some way so that you're not paying attention to the fact that you've got an hour left on the treadmill (laughs) um, or more. You're paying attention to what you have to do in the next five minutes. This is also where fueling can be really helpful. All right, I got to fuel every 30 minutes. So we're going to set a reminder on the phone or we're going to look forward to that number on the treadmill (laughs) coming up because it means that we get to do something. We made it through another chunk and now we can focus on what's next. Um, Another tip, cover the numbers on the treadmill. If you're someone who's constantly checking the clock, just cover it up. Try not to do that um, or try to mess with the clock. So make it so that it's counting down instead of counting up. Put it so that it's in kilometers instead of miles or miles instead of kilometers if that helps you. Or if you're someone who gets into like song counting, I know I used to do this when I first started running. I'd say, all right, I know if I'm like, two or three songs in, then I'm through about a mile or so. And then I think about how I still have a whole song to go. Oh my God, this is so hard. So if you're finding yourself like song counting, maybe try podcasts, audiobook, TV show instead, because it's a lot harder to figure out where you are in terms of track of time. So in terms of like the treadmill and making it a positive experience, you can also run with friends. You can also take treadmill classes and do a lot of other things to mess with your experience on the treadmill. If it's something that's truly just not fun for you, like running's not fun for you in the winter outside, or it's not a possibility to do it outside, or you know it's really not fun for you on the treadmill and you don't like it, and you're not training for anything in particular, or again, you're setting up your season so that you are training through the season that you thrive in the most, um, since training's already hard, let's do it in an environment that, you know, is going to set us up for success. So again, if it's your off season and you're on the treadmill and you don't really care about building a base of mileage or you can afford to not run as much, do other things. Focus on other things. This is the time to cross train, get on the bike, get on the elliptical, get on the stairmaster, get on the rower, swim. Do those cross-training things and do that instead. Switch it up or do like 20 minutes on the treadmill, 20 minutes on the elliptical, 20 minutes on the bike. You're getting an hour of cardio in to build your 
engine and your volume, but you're chunking it up and switching it so that it's not as mentally draining if it's hard for you to stay in one place for a long time. Focus on strength training. Hey, I love strength training. If you've listened to this podcast or follow me on social media, you know I'm a huge strength training advocate for being well-rounded humans that are functional, don't have injuries, have strong metabolisms, and are more bulletproof. Um, So this is a time to incorporate strength training. Or maybe it's a time to incorporate different fitness classes, and that'll keep your brain active. Maybe it's a time to do yoga in your house because you just can't fathom leaving your house in the winter, and it's hard for you. Maybe it's a time to take Peloton classes on a stationary bike at your house or, you know, do something that's not fitness related (laughs) that you normally wouldn't have time to do because maybe it's just more appealing to you in the winter. Um, So there's a lot of things that you can do in your off season. But if you do need to train for a race or you do have goals that require you building a strong base in your off season, then I really hope these treadmill tips were helpful. If you have any questions on this, feel free to shoot me an Instagram message at Fit Cooking Nutrition. And again, if you're interested in checking out a Koros product, um, which again, their watches are great for multi-sport. So if you're doing things outside of running or you need to run inside sometimes, um, <clears throat> their watch is going to be able to accommodate you because there's so many different settings. Um, so make sure you check them out at the link in my show notes. Use code Fit Cookie Nutrition at checkout for a free accessory. I hope this is helpful, guys. If you're loving the podcast, please, 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 pretty please, make sure you give it a rating and review on iTunes. And I know Spotify just came out with this feature as well. Um, So I'd really appreciate a five-star rating and review. Just helps other people find the podcast so that they can benefit from the free content that I put out as well. And it allows me to continue to find sponsors um, who see my credibility And they see that my listeners really like the show and it makes them want to sponsor the podcast so that I can keep doing the podcast for you guys. Um, So like, share this episode, tag me on social media, um, support the sponsors. It directly supports me if it's something you're interested in and leave a rating and review. Until next time, whether it's on the treadmill or outside, happy running. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah.